Hi, welcome to the Fast Life with Diabetes podcast. My name is Lucy Fisher. On this podcast, we'll discuss everything related to intermittent fasting and type 1 and type 2 diabetes. We'll share tips and tricks, and we'll reveal some of the challenges that we've all faced as we go through this journey. We'll also have some fascinating guests that will share their stories. Thanks so much for joining. It's going to be a great show. Also, before we get started, I just want to remind you that I am not a doctor. Before beginning an intermittent fasting protocol or making changes to your medication, I highly recommend that you speak to your doctor. Hi, thanks for joining today. Today we have on Bobby Jones Jr. And it's not often that I get emotional over somebody's story, but there were several times in Bobby's story that I just felt extremely touched by what he was saying. Bobby has not had an easy life, and he started out weighing 500 pounds a few years ago, and he's been on a weight loss journey for a few years now, and he got type 2 diabetes and ended up losing a toe to it and has been able to successfully turn his life around, reverse his diabetes, bring his A1C down from 10 to 5.3. He's also lost 220 pounds along the way. He's gone back to school. Bobby has just done such incredible things with his life and done some things that are just really hard for anybody to do. And he just really tells his story with a lot of honesty. I think it's a story that you'll really enjoy hearing and I know you'll be inspired by. So with that, I'll let him tell his story. Hi, Bobby. Thank you so much for joining today. I'm so excited to speak to you. Before we get started, do you want to just give us a little bit of an intro so that people can get to know you a little bit? Yes, yes. My name is um, Robert. Bobby's my nickname. I live in the Bay Area, California, Oakland. I recently just turned 50 years old. And while, you know, time has flown by. Um, I'm currently a senior at Cal State East Bay, and I'm pursuing a degree in business. And um, I'm on track to graduate next month. Matter of fact, May the 15th is my graduation date. So I'm so pumped for that. And you're never, never too old to go back to school. It was always my goal to finish school. So that was always my goal. Congratulations. So yeah, in addition to taking your health back, you've also you know, brought your career in a new direction by going back to school. That's amazing. Yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I, your story is one that is extremely dramatic. And yes. maybe you can take us back to, what was it, November? Well, actually, let's start before then, because you've been losing weight. You've had like a weight loss journey for quite some time, even before yes. November when you found out yes. about your diagnosis, mm-hmm. right? Do you yes. want to take us back to kind of the beginning, like maybe where you hit your high weight and kind of bring us through? Right. So I started gaining weight in my mid-20s. I used to work at a library, so I just sat a lot. And I've always ate a lot of calories, but when I was younger, I always worked out, kept it off. But when I got this stationary job, I started eating and eating and then the weight crept on. So when I got about 30s, it kept going, kept rating, kept going up. And I ended up getting to a high weight of 500 pounds. I was depressed in most of my 30s, early 40s. I was just depressed, stayed home all day. My mother was my in-home care worker because I just stayed in the house all day. I didn't want to go out in public. People look at me and I didn't especially kids, they look at you and point and, you know, it was just so embarrassing. Um, 
So maybe around 2014, 2015, the weight just started coming out because I, I started cutting back on certain, even though I was still eating french fries, pizza, I cut it back portion size. Weight was coming off a little at a time. I was a pre diet so around 2015-14, I was diagnosed with pre-diabetes. But I didn't take it serious because I didn't know too much about diabetes. I know it runs on my dad's side of the family. Okay. What did they tell said, you at the time when when you when they said you had pre-diabetes? Did they run like an A1C test or did they explain anything to you? Yeah, the doctor said AC1. I forgot, but he told me I was a pre-diabetic. And um, I started taking metformin at the time. But still at that time, I just didn't, I just didn't take it seriously. And I wasn't taking the pills and I was still eating. So even if I took the pills, still eating the high carbs is not going to help. Still wasn't going to help. So therefore, you know, my dad told me that, um, that on, his sister, if I can't believe his sister lost her leg and another sister lost her arm, but I, I still didn't take it seriously. So um, COVID hit around 2020, so I couldn't see my doctor. So I couldn't get in and get blood work. So during that whole COVID near the beginning, he retired. So I had to get another doctor. So I had to build a relationship with a new doctor. So by the time beginning of 2021 came, um, he was able to go in and see a doctor face to face. So I had to build a relationship. So by the time I built a relationship and went in, it was around November and they said my AC1 was a 10. I found that out, I, I cried. I was regretting things in my life. Like I shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done this, but I said, okay, it's time to change. So about three days later, I started getting this um, thing, um, like a oozing coming out my big right toe. And then at that same time, my right leg had gotten big, kind of found I was an infection in my leg and in my toe. So for two days, I was wrapping my leg for the swelling to go down. The swelling never went down. So, you know, I said, I got to go to the emergency room. I went to the emergency room and the doctor said, we got to take your big right toe. <laughs> it was, I, I was numb because luckily it was a toe and it could have been all the toes. It could have been a foot. So on November the 10th, I had got my big right toe amputated on November the 10th. And then I was in a hospital for two weeks. And then I was in a nursing facility for four weeks. So for, yeah, so for six weeks, yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, I, I still get a little emotional from that because that, it was, it was, it was, when you're sitting in a hospital or nursing facility, you, you tend to overthink because you're just idle. And um, it was many nights I cried. I was like, why, why, why I get to this point, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. It's uh. First of all, if you don't totally understand what the what diabetes means, I didn't understand what diabetes meant for a really long time. And I have type one, I need insulin to control my right, diabetes. Right, right, it just right. seems like this, oh, you have diabetes. Like, what does that even mean? What am I supposed to do? How do I get mm -hmm. it under control? Nobody spends any time with you. So you don't really understand it. So it's right. really, it's not your fault. Like, you know, it's, 
it it's it's your story's you know one that's obviously very dramatic but it's it's really not your fault i i i completely understand where where you're coming from and what what happened to you so yes yes so you were at this point when you lost your big toe you weren't on any medication yet right no not at that time okay then after that they started giving me um so the first i remember the first couple days in the hospital my sugar was 200 it was 180. So they were giving me insulin four times a day to, to keep it down. And I was on a carb-restricted diet. So at that time, um, I went all whole food. I went plant-based. I went no meat at all. And to this day, um, plant-based. I don't eat meat. I stopped all of that. So um, so they were so I was on carb control. So basically. I was getting 40 carbs or less per meal. And I was eating three meals a day at the um, at the hospital. And they were checking my sugar. It was 180. So they when they checked it again on November the 10th, 10 days later, it had dropped from a 10 to 8.6 in 10 days. So I was like, okay, okay, I can I can do this. And then it eventually started going down to 150 sometime, then 140. Each day it kept dropping a normal sugar. And the nurse was like, oh, wow, you're doing good. So I went into the nursing facility. Like, you know, nursing facilities get a bad rap because I didn't want to go because I know. But, you know, I advocated for myself. So I made sure I got my insulin on time. So they would do my insulin at 7 o'clock. 12 o'clock before I ate and like five o'clock each time for the whole four weeks, it kept dropping the insulin. I mean, the um, numbers kept dropping to the point where by the third week I was in a nurse facility, it was getting to like under a hundred. It was like 103, 105. I was, I was so excited. I was losing weight. So when I entered the hospital, I was already 350. I had dropped down 150 pounds before that. So now I got to 350. So when I left from the hospital from six weeks to the time of nurse, um, nursing facility, I dropped almost 50 pounds for about 45 pounds. Wow. All because of controlling my diet. So when I worked out, I worked out. I had physical therapy twice a week because I had to really learn how to walk again because I couldn't walk on my foot for six weeks because the toe was healed. So I had to walk in a special boot that was lifted on the back so I couldn't put pressure in the front. I was getting physical therapy twice a day. And um, and I was on a vegan. And in this nursing facility, like I had to train the nutritionist because everybody there eat meat. So she was so good that she went out and bought whole food for me. She went and bought the vegan meat, tofu for me. She was really, she was very so sweet. How, how did you find this plant-based way? Because, you know, I've heard of, there's programs called like Mastering Diabetes that's plant-based. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're following or is it something a little different yeah, than so that? so my mother, my mother is a vegan and my aunt are vegans. So I've already, before that, I was already dibbling, dabbling with vegan. So I kind of knew, but I knew I had to do drastic changes. So I knew the whole Vegan food and plant-based diets is what really got my numbers down. And sticking up with the carbs, like I used to drink 
two liter sodas every day, three liter sodas every day. I, I love soda and pizza. That was that was my kryptonite was pizza. So by the time I got out the nursing facility, the day after my birthday, which was the best present, I lost yeah close to fifty pounds, forty five fifty pounds yeah. So. So at, at what point did you find intermittent fasting? Because obviously you would change up your diet. You'd already lost a lot of weight even before mm-hmm. you went to the nursing facility. What point did you find intermittent fasting? So I was trying to do it in a nursing facility, but they were giving me meals because I had to eat when they gave me the food at seven o'clock. So when I got home, I said that um, I wanted to do the 16 to eight window. So I, you know, if our last meal was at six, I probably wouldn't eat again the next day till like 11 o'clock and stuff. So I was doing that and I started, I was doing fasting a little bit before I went to the hospital, but I tried to do at least, tw- I was doing twice a week, 24 hour fast. And that really got my blood sugar down. The fasting really got it down when I got home from the nurse facility. I said, I want to fast on Mondays and Tuesdays. And that's what I did. No, Mondays and Thursdays. And that's what I did for 24 hours. And I noticed my sugar went down a whole lot to right now. My normal range when I wake up is between 70 and 100. Perfect. Perfect. That's beautiful. So how did you find intermittent fasting? Did somebody tell you about it or did you just do some research? Right. So the whole time I was in the nurse facility, I just did research and I met people online that lost weight but um what they did with the 16-8 or some do the 18-6 I did research sign up and it was more positive more that's the thing to do so I you know I tried it out it actually works because I never really ate breakfast a lot I really never ate till one or two o'clock anyway so I said well you know I can do this so yeah so it just felt really natural to you you didn't really you didn't struggle with it at all or did you struggle in the beginning no, I never struggled because I was never was a morning eater. So once I woke, woke up, I was never hungry. So your diet effectively changed first, and then you added intermittent fasting to sort of like supercharge it and keep your blood yes. sugars down yes. in a normal range. Mm-hmm. So I, did you? So let's walk through your medication history. So obviously, you said when you were in the nursing facility, you were on insulin four times a day, yeah, and then mm-hmm. yeah. And were you on metformin as well at the time, or was it just insulin? No, I didn't do metformin until um, I got out the hospital. And they, um, when I got out the hospital, my doctor had me on metformin. Okay. So at the time, the control just, and then I wanted to do the, um, they was going to do Trulicity, but when I got out the hospital, my numbers were low. So she didn't want to put me on Trulicity and metformin because she didn't want to go too low. And then I, I asked her, well, what about that? It's the one that monitors all day. Continuous glucose monitor. Yeah. And I wanted that, but my insurance wouldn't pay for that. Couldn't pay for that. So I said, well, you know, my numbers are low. Maybe I don't need that. And just continue poking myself. But um, I was on insulin for about, I got out of the hospital beginning end of December I was on insulin for maybe like a month and a half and then the numbers were so low she, she took me off insulin and got me on the metformin 
And then the metformin, I had side effects. I was going to the bathroom a lot. Everybody has side effects, it seems like. Right. Every single person I talk to, it's, it seems like it's a very hard drug to tolerate. Right. So I, I said, I can't do this. I can't do this. My numbers are low. So I, um, I stopped taking the metformin. I told the doctor, I can't do this. So I said, I'm going to test myself. I don't know if that was the best thing to do, but I said, I'm going to test this. I will not take nothing and check my sugar. I kept checking it, and my and my sugar was normal range as, as if I was a non-diabetic person. Wow. So to this day, I just I haven't taken insulin in two months, and I haven't taken metformin in about a month. So, yeah, and then my blood sugar, even after I eat, they say the range is 120 to 150. My range after I eat is like 118 or 110. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's probably that it probably really helps that you're low carb too. So your body isn't mm-hmm. trying to fight the carbs. Correct. Correct. Afterward. That's really incredible that you've been able yes. to do that. And yes, so ma'am. last post I saw was you're at 280 pounds. Is that right? Or yeah, I'm at 277 now. Yeah. I changed my Instagram name. Now that I'm, now that I'm 220 pounds less of Robert. <laughs> <laughs> That's but fantastic. Now, yeah. And plus I, um, about three weeks ago, my doctor said I can stand up and work out standing. So this whole time as I'm losing weight, it's mostly diet that got the weight loss because most of my workouts are sitting down. Now and I was able to now I'm able to stand up. And now since I'm cardio, I do about an hour a day, burning more calories. Now the weight's starting to come off. So now I do a lot. I'm going to the gym doing weight training because I have a lot of loose skin right now. So I'm trying to build up a lot of muscle. So I might have to do either. I know in the group, people say, I don't know how to pronounce the word auto. What's the word called? Autophagy. Yeah. Autophagy. Yeah. If I do longer hours, my skin may be able to snap back and so much loose skin. But I haven't done more than a 30, 30 hour fast, but I want to do it. But I just haven't got my mindset to do more than 30 hours. Well, what you're doing seems to be working pretty well for you. Yes. You know, I mean, you've lost a tremendous amount of weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're if you feel like you're hitting a plateau or something, have you hit any plateaus with your weight loss, or has it been pretty no, steady coming off? Four, no, not well. I was 340 last year for like a year, and then once I changed the diet, because once I lost the toe, I told myself I'm not losing no more body parts. That's just being real, and um, I had to get serious about my health because. I don't, you know, even though I reverse diabetes, it can come back. And I've no doctors say they'll come back in a lot of people because they don't take it serious. And because of the diet, I also wanted to add is I, I ran a lot of checks because diabetes can mess your liver, your kidneys. I did an ultrasound. So right now I have fatty liver, but because of weight loss, that will go away. And um, it didn't affect my liver, my kidneys. I didn't have no cirrhosis, none of none of those things that, you know, what I realized on my education, diabetes can affect your organs. It affects, like, my bowel movements were very irregular when I had diabetes, and now it's it's regular again. So it's I I feel better because for the last two years I just didn't feel myself. I wake up with lightheadedness high blood pressure. I have sleep apnea and I have lymphedema. You ever heard of lymphedema? 
Yeah, I have, but maybe you can just explain it to people if they haven't. Yeah, so lymphedema, I was diagnosed with that maybe 15, 20 years ago. Most people that have lymphedema are cancer patients because with radiation, it blocks your lymph nodes. Never knew how I got mine, but I know the weight being obese doesn't help it. So it's a swelling you might get in your arms and your legs. It's fluid retention. So I probably posted pictures of my legs where like I had to get a wrap twice a day just to keep the swelling down. But now since I've lost weight, I have a compression sock on both legs because now they're almost regular and you have to do like massage your legs to get the fluid to go to your lymph nodes. So I've been, I live with that, but um, it's gotten better since I've, you know, get the weight down and it's, you know, less salt because the salt retention keeps fluid in your legs. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, what? it's, it's sort of interesting. Like diabetes is correlated with so many other different ailments. Mm. And you know what? It's kind of interesting. And maybe you've noticed this when you take your own, uh, when you do finger sticks and you check your blood sugar. And this is kind of what like brings it home for me. Like if I have a high blood sugar and I test mm -hmm. my blood, trying to get the blood out of my finger, it's like trying to get ketchup out of your finger. You know, it's yeah. just really thick. Yes, I noticed. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then when you have like a normal blood sugar, it comes out real easy. So if you imagine like ketchup in your bloodstream, trying to make it through all those little crevices Correct. everywhere, like Correct. it's just, it can't, your body can't work efficiently when you have high blood sugar. So you had high blood sugars for a really long period of time and it just yeah. wreaked havoc on your system. And so now you're trying to reverse it all, which is totally possible. It's just, you know, now that you've taken control again, you can do it. But it's just Correct. one of those things I kind of keep in the back of my mind. Like when my blood sugar is high, I think to myself, you know, now you have all this ketchup running through your, your bloodstream. Like you got to get this under control. Like you can't have that. So, right, right. That's a good analogy. I never thought of it like that. It's true because now when I poke it, is is more runnery. It's more runnery. It's it's more. It's not ketchupy. I guess ketchupy. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not no, as thick. Yeah. It's not as thick. Right, right. I noticed that. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. and then another podcast I listened to, um, the Juice Box podcast, which is really for type one diabetics. He says, mm -hmm. like, he you know imagines like actual sugar crystals in your bloodstream, mm -hmm. which is really what it is. So that's why it looks so thick like that. But it's it's just so dangerous. It really just affects every every system in your body. And now that you're taking it back, hopefully you start to see the reversal of all these other things that have been happening to you. And hopefully the lymphedema goes yeah. away over time too. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah, there's no cure for lymphedema. Just have to keep it wrapped and keep it, um, try to keep it elevated as much as I can. But now it's more in the control since I've, you know, gotten the weight off. Yeah. So what are your, so I mean, I, it's hard for me to even comprehend how much progress you've made. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just incredible. Like it's, I, I'm like at a loss for words for what, what yeah. you've done and you've done it yeah. in a pretty short period of time. Mm -hmm. What do you see for yourself in the future? What are your future goals in terms of weight loss or other, other things that you have? Yeah, right now. So I've been told a couple of people said, you know, you should be a personal trainer because now I can relate to people that want to lose weight because most trainers are already in shape. So with me, they was like, oh, well, he lost it. I want to follow his program. I've actually thought about that. Secondly, um, I want to pay it for it with other people with diabetes, um, especially in the African-American community, because there's no networking and a lot of, you know, a lot of people can't pay for doctors. But I want to go in the community or go to 
hospitals and share my story because I think I want to inspire people because I've noticed that when I um, the post on Facebook and this group and other groups that people are inspired and I didn't know that I can inspire like you motivated me to get off the bed you motivated me to do right and everything so I think I want to I want to focus on that, on health and um, helping other people. Because I thought about my plan was to go to graduate school, but since I went in the hospital, my whole mindset has changed now. I want to I want to put graduate school aside after I graduate and focus on maybe volunteering, helping other people. And right now, I want to do that right now and work on my health right now. My my immediate goal is get the weight off, get healthy, and. Um, see what happens from now. I'm not sure. I want to put school in the back burner right now, but yeah. Yeah. So what do you see for yourself as like, do you have a goal weight in mind or are you just going to keep losing until you stop losing? I want to get to maybe two, 200, 210. Solid. How, how tall are you? I'm only five, nine. I'm not too tall. Okay. But I don't want to get too small, <laughs> too, too skinny, but I want, that's why I'm lifting weights. So if I do have skin surgery, I have a lot of um, muscle underneath. I want to get ripped. <laughs> I also thought about doing some. I, I, I followed this one guy. He was 450. He's 220, but he's in a bodybuilding. So I'm thinking about um, like lifting and see what happens. Yeah, my whole course of life has just changed. It went into another whole direction. My I mean, sky's self. the limit for you, really. Yes, yes. So you've already great. done pretty much what a lot of people would view as almost impossible, and you're yeah. still going. So I'm really, whatever going. you put your mind to, you can do. You seems can do to me it anyway. Right, right. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I like what you said earlier about wanting to help people. And I think it's I've heard this from a number of of guests that I've had type two, and they basically the doctor tells them, "Hey, you have type two diabetes. You're going to have this for the rest of your life. You have to take medication for the rest yeah, of your life." Yeah. But it's actually not true. You can Correct. you can actually reverse type two through diet and intermittent fasting and things like mm -hmm. that. So I think your message is one that's actually pretty powerful. Yeah, I think the doctors just want to keep you drugged up. <laughs> and I, I mean, yeah, and I took control. I'm like, I'm not gonna take this metformin if it's if I'm getting side effects and my blood sugar is normal. I'm, I'm like, let me just test myself, and I, I stopped that. And right now, I just. I check my sugar maybe once every couple of days. Now I try not to do it every day. And every time I do it, it's like, okay, it's, it's good. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So yeah, diet and exercise. And, and another important thing is keep your stress levels down. It's very important. You know, you can't be, you know, and support from family and friends is all helped and, and keeping stress down and trying to get more rest, eight, nine hours a night. All that helps. It's all holistic. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And um, I mean, I, I, I hear that you're, you know, doing your blood sugar testing a little bit more infrequently now, but when you were testing more regularly, did you notice mm -hmm. any trends in terms of like what you ate or how you slept or your stress levels? Did you, did you see anything and how it correlated with your blood sugar? Yeah. So when I, um, it would get high, especially if I knew I had a high calorie meal, even though I might eat quinoa and lentils are good for blood sugar but I started weighing my food so sometimes if I eat a little more I noticed that it went up a little bit and certain foods like even brown rice 
is more healthy than a white, but it's still got high carbs. What I learned, and bananas has high carbs. I've learned all of that. I stopped eating a whole banana, just eat half a banana. And I learned that. And I noticed that, that um, I'm trying to give an example. Um, I indulged one day. I, I was like, you know what? I need to um, eat some French fries. I, when I did it, my blood sugar went up to 150. I was like, that's it for fries. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Sometimes you do indulge in then. Actually, I think it's kind of good to indulge every once in a while because it reminds you like why you're yeah, doing what why. you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I have to, every once in a while I have to. So I buy these bars at night, these um, keto bars or protein bars at nighttime just to get the sugar out. I'm like, I got to have something sweet. So I might eat a bar, which is maybe 12 carbs or something or five fibers or five. So I, I do that at night just to cut the cravings down. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you still, aside from eating a protein bar or something, do you, do you have a lot of cravings or have they pretty much subsided at this point? They, they, they subsided because I know the, you know, right now back of my mind is, okay, you know, I don't want this diabetes to come back. So in back of my mind, I'm conscious, like I can't, I might have the cravings, but I'm fighting them now. And then a the little bar helps. So I might have some, um, some kind of like sun chips there. They're, they're okay. They're um, not a lot of carbs. I eat nine or 10 of them just to get the, get the cravings out. Yeah, they still come strong sometimes, but I know that um, I'm not trying to get back. I always focus on what I was in that hospital for six weeks in nurse facility. I said, I do not ever want to do that again. So I'll go back. If I have a craving for some soda, I revert back. Okay, I'm not going to spend another six weeks in somebody's hospital, nurse facility pain in my leg and and I had to take um vicomycin that's um that's the um, IB I was taking twice a day to get the infection down because my leg had swelled up I ended up getting red man syndrome do you know what that is so my skin the side effect for that is my skin started flicking off on my whole body except my face the skin peeled off that was a side effect from vicomycin but they had to get my infection down because you know, for six weeks, I had an infection in my leg. But luckily, it was no blood clot, so which was a blessing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was, it was, I didn't want to go to the nursing facility, but the, the um, amputating my toe saved my life. It saved my life. because It was your wake-up call, right? It was a wake-up call because if I continued on the route, I was going to be seriously have died i'm just going to be honest i could have had a cardiac arrest a stroke weight related so it it saved my life it really saved my life yeah i've heard that from quite a few people that it really was a you know they had something and they kind of hit rock bottom and for you your Mm -hmm. rock bottom was the toe and you'll never go back to that again right and i hate that i had to go that way but some you know some people um get in a situation, they'll still revert back. But I said, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't live like that again. It was, it was, it was hard on my mother too, because I'm the only child and she came up to visit me and it was, it was, she, she, you know, she really helped a lot and everything. And she came to see me a lot and just, you know, you should never go before your mom, you know, you know, anybody. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So 
tell me when was the last time you had your a1c checked and what was it do you know oh yeah so it was 5.3 maybe two weeks ago so it went from a 10 to like february it dropped to a 5.4 wow so when i take it 5.3 so my goal is to get it under five (laughs) i don't see why you can't do that that's that seems like a pretty logical goal Yes. Yeah. So that was low. My hemoglobin, everything was like all my blood results from everything has gotten better. Like they're not hired. Everything is getting it within range. So that was good to see that because when I found out I was a diabetic, there was other blood work they had did in November. I was looking at this like oh, everything was high. I was, I was scared. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you were. And isn't it incredible how quickly you were able to do this? You know, yeah. It's yeah, only it, a few, it was only a few months, really. It was only a few months. Yeah, just I had to basically overhaul my diet. The only way I had to overhaul everything, I had to monitor, start weighing my food, monitor everything from sodium to trans fats to the monosat, all of that. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you still doing that or have you kind of worked it? Are you more intuitive now? It, but I still weigh stuff, but I kind of work some things. But if I have cereal, mostly I eat a lot of high fiber foods. So I weigh my cereal because I don't want to get too much carbs. So I, I monitor everything to the point where I just stop eating grapes because grapes is high carbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. It's true. I mean, it's funny how you start to realize what will impact your blood sugar and what won't. Yeah, some of those foods have like high glycemic index, even though you think, oh, fruit, it's healthy. It's not all fruits are created equal. Like if you eat berries, it's a totally different effect than, like you said, a banana. I I just stick with strawberries and uh, blueberries and oranges here and there, but strawberries and blueberries are the the main things I work with. (laughs) So tell me, I... So your doctors were, you know, obviously they were on the put you on medication track. Mm-hmm. Do, do you still have that same doctor? I know you started with a new doctor during COVID. Is that still your doctor? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Has has this doctor been supportive of everything you're doing? Very, or? very supportive. She's she's amazed. She said your client um that very positive and that uh, she's very proud of it. She, she's like, wow, you can when she said, you know. You can um, get off the insulin. So that's why I think I, po- no, I posted another group. I had posted that and I said, oh, can you write that down so I can show people that I'm all for insulin? Cause they might not believe me. So it said that I'm all for insulin and then metformin. So it's, um, it's, a, it's amazing. I, I knew I can do it through God and everything. I said, I prayed. I, I did a lot of praying every night and that I can do this. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. Just have to change your mindset. And you have to be more positive and um, keep your stress down. And you have to change the diet. The diet is 90%. Like I've learned through the years, I can work out and work out, but I never, you can't outrun a bad diet, bottom line. That's true. Well, you actually, you must have had two wake-up calls because you weighed in at 500 pounds and then you started losing weight and then you lost your toe and then you really changed things. Then, then, so, then really, yeah, the weight yeah. started really flying off then, yes. So what happened when you, the first, you know, wake up call you had at 500 pounds, what kind of, how did you feel then versus how did you feel in November, 2021 when you lost your toe? Was it a different feeling or was it kind of the same sort of feeling? So when I lost the 500, it was more of a took four or five years for me to get from 500 to maybe 360 
It was just going real slow. I didn't really change much. I still was eating, but not eating as much. But it was just kept going slower and slower downward. And then when I weighed myself, maybe two years ago, I was, I was like 363. I went to the doctor, it was 360. I'm like, oh, okay. But then I got stuck. I got comfortable. I'm like, oh, I can deal with 360. And then I, I just kept doing what I'm doing. But at the whole time, I was a pre-diabetic. But, you know, I just didn't take it seriously. I just kept doing, oh, I'm pre-diabetic. I feel okay. But then, you know, as I got older, I just, I knew something was wrong before I went to the hospital because I just felt, some days I just felt really weird. Like I would walk around in the days, tired a lot. And and like I wasn't sleeping. I started like itching sometimes, like this itching and kind of find out that was what my kidneys weren't that good. And then kept going to the back. It was a lot of little things, signs, but I didn't take it seriously. I just like, okay, okay, to live the next day, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the pre-diabetes, your blood sugar was running high, so I'm not surprised that you were tired and kind of out of it for a while. That's how mm-hmm. I felt when I got diagnosed, before I got diagnosed, just before they put me on insulin and everything. When you have high blood sugars, it just, it makes you really tired. Right, and you have does. to go to the bathroom all the time, and you're drinking yes, water yes, all the time, and yes, you just yes, don't yes, feel yes, good. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, I get that completely. Yeah, it was, it was, it was um, I wake up attributed to the high blood pressure is, you know, related to diabetes. I had high blood pressure because I feel lightheaded and dizzy. Like I, if I lay down and get up too fast, my, my head would be spinning, stuff like that. It was, it was, it was, but I just lived like that. I just got comfortable with like, oh, it'll pass, it'll pass and just never did. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can just bring it back to fasting real quick. So mm-hmm. you started out with a 16, eight, now you do like, two or so 24 hour fast during the week. Correct. Correct. So that's your basic protocol. Do you, and you mentioned something like you might want to do some longer fasts. Like I'm how do you view about your, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you view your fasting going forward? Is that kind of what you want to keep or do you want to do something I, a little different? I think I want to keep this. Um, I think I want to keep the two twenty fours. I do want to do, I did do one. So Maybe three weeks ago, I got my colonoscopy for the first time, and I had to fast the day before and the day after. So that was actually, by the time I finished colonoscopy, I hadn't eaten for 45 hours. That was the long fast. I um, I felt good. I, I was I, I'm thinking about doing a longer fast, but the two 24 hours has is, 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 is been helping me. Yeah, sometimes with those longer fasts, the weight just literally falls off. Like you right, just right. you wake up and you're like five pounds lighter, and you're like, "Wow, how did right, that happen?" Right. <laughs> and I don't want to lose it too fast. That's I don't want to go too fast with it. I want to not shrink so fast to where, you know, God, you look sick. You look too thin. I don't want to go too fast. I just want to go right now, maybe two pounds a week. So I'll just stick with the two fast per um, for a week per week right now. So you lost an incredible amount of weight. I've seen pictures of you when you were, I guess you were 500 pounds and then now closer to the 280 mark, your yeah. clothes are just like hanging off you. So I assume you mm. bought all new clothes. Is that right? Yeah, I need to. I still have this mindset of, of being big to where I'm so used to buying big clothes, but I haven't really bought anything lately because if I buy something and then if I'm still losing weight, 
you know, they're not going to fit anymore. So I, um, I still wear the, the big clothes, but I do need to, I know for graduation, I'm going to buy a new wardrobe and stuff. So I, I used to shop at Kingside. It's an online site, but now Kohl's and JC Penney's have big and tall, like two X's. So I'm going to go and actually try on clothes. That's my next plan is actually try on something, put a belt on. So that's the next, that's the next stage of evolution here. That's I want to plan on doing that and get this mindset. Cause I do work, tend to wear my big. So at the biggest, I was a seven X. My clothes were seven X. Now I'm down to a two, sometimes a three, depends. My shirt size were eight X's. Now I'm down to a three, sometimes a two X. So I'm be in a minute, I'm going to be able to shop at regular stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. I, yeah, I, I, I love that part of your story. And that's, that's the best part of losing weight is to be able to buy new clothes. But I yeah. hear you in terms of you don't want to buy too much because you're, you still are actively losing weight. So you mm-hmm. don't want to, I mean, clothes get expensive, especially now yeah, there's no sales or anything going on. There's it's just no like, correct, correct. <laughs> that's so, going up, that's going up, yeah. <laughs> can you tell me, I want to, because you've done a lot of really, not just losing the weight, but you've done other really incredible things in your life. Do you want to tell me about when you went back to school and what triggered all that and how you got started yeah, with that? Yeah, so I went back. So for years, I said, I want to go back to school. I want to go back to school. So at the time I was losing weight, after 2015, the weight started coming off. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can fit in. So my thing was, at first I took a lot of online classes because my mindset is I'm not going to be able to fit in a chair because they're desk and there's them. And I'm like, so for the first, before I went to Cal State East Bay, I went to a junior college at Laney, which is in Oakland. I, I Okay. For the first two years, a year and a half, but then I had to start taking math and I had to take algebra and then pre-calculus. So I had to go onto campus. They didn't have an online class. I'm like, oh my goodness. But at the time I'm losing weight, my confidence was, I don't think I'm going to walk around a campus. I'm going to be too tired because of my weight. Luckily, that first semester, that first class, it was in a computer room. So I didn't have to worry about a desk. So the next semester, I had to actually sit in the desk, but I was able to get into the desk. I was so like, okay, I lost enough weight. That's what I was really scared. So I did that. I'm like, at the time, I just wanted to get an AA degree, just a two-year degree. So you know what? I can do this. I want to do a four-year degree, get into business. So my major is business, uh, general concentration, but I do want to get into marketing. So Cal State East Bay is a university, but it's way, it's bigger. So there was no way, I had to take classes there. There's no way there's going to be no online courses so I got there. I graduated with an AA degree in 2019. So I entered the university in September 2019. At the time, the weight was coming out, but I was able to fit into the seats. But I made sure my classes were close to each other because I still had this mindset. I'm not going to be able to make it to the next class because of my weight because it's a lot of heels and stuff. So I decided to go and I did it. And then when COVID hit, everything went online. So now I'm just online right now. So yeah, that's, and then next month, May the 15th, I'm out of there with a 3.4 GPA, so. Congratulations. 
Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It's just amazing how when you lose weight and you take control of your health, like it's just, it's like this positive reinforcement and you just start doing other things that you didn't right. think you could confidence. do. Yeah, confidence. Yeah, confidence. And another thing that's, um, I used to, when I was riding the bus, when I was heavyset, I never rode the bus when kids were getting out of school. I made sure I didn't ride the bus in the morning or in the evening because when they get out at three, they, you know, people look at you. When they looked at me and and snickered or laughed, it, it, it hurt my feelings. I wasn't strong. I try to avoid certain situations going to a place with a lot of people because, you know, with the lymphedema, my foot was so big. I wore a size 11. I had to wear a size 17 shoe because my foot was big and my leg was big and people look at you and kids are ruthless, but they don't know any better because <laughs> they're not, they're not been trained to like, Hey, don't say anything. So it's been a journey. It's been, been quite a journey. I, I really hope that you do something, whether it's personal training or motivational speaking or something, because your, your level of honesty and your story are so powerful that I just mm-hmm. like, just hearing it is just, it really, really touches me. So Thank you. I mean, really and truly it's, I'm floored at what you've been able to do really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap, I want to yeah. ask you, cause there's other people that are starting this journey and they have prediabetes or type two diabetes. And you just, you know, you get that sinking hopeless, feeling when you get a bad diagnosis and you just feel like you just everything's out of control do you Mm -hmm. have any especially since you really have been there and you the way you have gone through things and you've had such a traumatic experience through all of this like what Mm -hmm. do you what do you have to say to people that are just starting out or they just heard some bad news like what what would you say to them the first thing i would do is um try not to dwell on the pad don't dwell on what you did and get to that point because it's just, it's not good. You have to keep an open mind and like, okay, this is the day I'm going to change. Support, support from family and friends is very important because you can't do this without support. It's very difficult. If you have friends that are negative, you have to let them go. You just can't talk to them on the phone. You just like, you know, I got to focus on my health and you have to stay positive and visualize like I, I, I meditate sometime you have to visualize what you want and it'll come into existence and visualize yourself not being diabetic i want to reverse these numbers i want to lose weight you have to visualize this and you have to change that mindset because when i was even though i was losing weight i was still eating bad it hadn't clicked in my mind once it clicks it all starts with your mind once it clicks it's good it clicks you have to start with that. Start with intermediate goals. Don't start with a long-term, oh, I want to lose 100 pounds by summer. You got to start with short goals like, let me change my diet now. Let me write down, journal. I started journaling everything. Like my goal for tomorrow is go to the grocery store, buy what I need to buy and meal prep. You have to start small. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at things. And honestly, everything good starts in your brain and your mind right. first before it trans mm-hmm. translates over to your body. So yes, that's yes. a really good positive message to get people started. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you so much for your time, Bobby. I really, I, I, I'm at a loss for words because your story is that mm -hmm. powerful. So thank you. I appreciate sharing. You, just, you when you when you asked me to do it, I was I was shocked. I was like, wow, it's this it's what I want to do. I want to I want to pay this forward. And I just got into the group about three weeks ago. Somebody yeah. told me about it, and I'm like, oh well, let me share my story. And you realize people are right, really like supporting me and like you need to share your story. Like you need to write a memoir or a book. So because of this, because of you, Miss <laughs> Fisher, I jump started my so the question, you know, I, I jump started my book now. So now what we went over today, I'm gonna write it down and stuff and like jump start. Now it's time for me to jump start my little memoir or book or my journey and I want to share it to the masses. Mm -hmm. Well if you have proven one thing, anything, it's that you can do whatever you put your mind to. I mean, I have total faith in you. So I can't wait to read that memoir when it comes out. You have to yes. let me know. <laughs> yes, I will. You'll be the first. I'll sign it for you. Oh, thank you. I'll be on my little book tour. Nah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest, please email me at fastlifewithdiabetes at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.